Hey ho, let's go! Happy Wednesday, everyone. Hope you're well wherever you are. Hi, John Pugsley Martin. This is episode 28 of Pugsley's Kit. And as we always do, we begin the question with the question asking you, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? By way of introduction, I'm a freelance sports writer for the Albany Times Union, an avid sports enthusiast, a big time homer for my teams, without apologies. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Pugsley Spit and take on the podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. On today's show, it's a home game for the pit. We're out of the uh, regular studio tonight. NFL training camps are in full swing. A great opportunity to bring back a friend of the show, the official NFL insider of Pugsley's Pit, Mr. Bobby Thompson. Good evening, sir. What's going on, man? Happy to be back in uh, the Pugsley's Pit. I'm excited. Yeah, last time we saw you, you were on your way to Vegas for the draft. And just so you know, I, I fulfilled Kyler Murray's uh, study schedule this week in preparation for the show. <laughs> so he's off the hook uh, uh, with, with Arizona. So, <clears throat> hey, it's an exciting time. I know we got baseball. I'm a big baseball fan. Mm-hmm. College football's coming up. But NFL is king. If you <clears throat> ever asked me, I was going to watch a lot of an NFL Hall of Fame game. I told you probably not. The Raiders were on last week, and I had a good time. Even the guys battling for positions, I like watching that. Just don't get hurt. So, absolutely. Uh, first, ha- happy uh, football. I say that all the time. It's it's back in our lives. It's it's a great time. Uh, that Hall of Fame game. I'm, I'm the top. I tweeted this out. I believe it was last week. I actually watch preseason games. Especially because, as you could tell behind me, I'm a diehard Patriots fan, so I'm going to be watching. They play the Giants tomorrow. Um, But in preseason, I want to see the guys who have an opportunity to make the team. Like, I want to see, like, if you can't be at training camp every day, and because obviously because of work or stuff and everything like that, and sometimes they don't have practices open to the public, you don't get to really see everything. You just get the – other insiders and reporters tweeting stuff out like what they see and if they're allowed. So um, for preseason, I'm a guy who I just love to watch um, all the, the entire game and see how it goes and see what guys are on this team that could be up and coming. And with the Raiders, literally uh, Jared Stidham, who was a former Patriot backup quarterback, probably played one of his Best games I've ever seen. Uh, really looked well. I think the Raiders offensively and defensively looked really, really good. Uh, started out a bit shaky, but it's the first preseason game. You're yeah. just starting practice. No big deal. Any any rust in the beginning of training camp, anybody who overreacts to it, that take it with a grain of salt. It's training camp. This isn't a regular season. It happens. That's what training camp is for. You might yep. struggle, get that out of your system, and learn from it. But you're uh, also working on new things, too. You know, that's course, like yeah. it's practice. It's, it's, it doesn't count. No, no. And that's, the, and that's the best part. And with the Raiders, too, they're going into a system with Josh McDaniels, which was the Patriots' offense for the past 20 years. So 
you know, there's guys on there who haven't been a part of that system who are now learning. Um, I think personally for me, I think this offense is just going to elevate Derek Carr's game. I think that uh, they adding his best friend in Devontae Adams was the perfect thing. They always talked about playing together again. Devontae Adams, his dream was to be a Raider. His dream is fulfilled. And uh, I don't know if you've saw, you've seen Devontae Adams is uncoverable in camp. I've been I I literally look at every camp and Devontae Adams. And if you ever watch his route running, his footwork is some of the best I've ever seen. Because I don't if you cover him like you you're either running the route for him or something happened because he beats literally corners or anybody covering him nine times out of ten. But in terms of not trying to go on a tangent, but uh, in terms of training camp and the first preseason game, you know, that's that's what this is training camp and preseason games are for. Just build, throw in new things, see what works, see what doesn't, and get prepared for the regular season. And the best part about it is it doesn't count. If you're anything, Darren Waller's not practicing, hasn't practiced in uh, 10 or 11 days. Hmm. <clears throat> he They're trying to negotiate an extension. He says that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. but they're not saying it's an injury. I can't imagine that they're resting a veteran 10 or 12, 11 days. Have you heard anything on that? It's, it's kind of the silence is a little unsettling. I think in terms of that, what I've heard, here's here's what I'll say with this, with Darren Waller. Yes. Do, does he want to be paid? Yes. Yeah. Is he a type of guy who's going to be holding out, like you see Roquan Smith of the Bears now saying, oh, I'm not practicing – I demand a trade. They haven't um, negotiated in good faith. No, he's not doing this. He loves being a Raider. He wants to be here. Um, also, we got you got to take this into account that Darren Waller has had injury issues for quite some time. Impersonally, uh, for this, for the past 11, 12 days, I, in my opinion, from an outsider looking in, uh, I'm going to say it's going to be, you know, taking precaution with him. Yeah. And also, I, I'm going to say 50-50 precaution and then contract. Uh, yeah. Do I think it gets done? Absolutely. He's not going anywhere. Um, so Raider fans could take a deep <laughs> breath. They'll be fine. Uh, but I don't, it's not injury-related from what I'm hearing. and He's fine. Uh, yeah. But contract-related, I think that they're quietly, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are quietly trying to get this done to get Darren Waller back on the field. Yeah, I – I get a sense that if he was holding in is now the term that you're there, but you're not yeah. practicing. I think that would be reported. That would get out there. Somebody yeah. would leak that. So I don't oh, think yeah, yeah. If, if he was doing this, and and back to my point with Roquan Smith, right away you saw he wanted to trade. He will not step foot on that field unless he gets a contract extension. He doesn't want one from the Bears right now. But um, He would look good in the desert in Vegas. He would I look love Roquan Nobody gives that guy enough credit, Roquan Smith. Yeah. He's a really, really good player. He looked good anywhere. But um, reeling it back in, I think that with Darren – it would have been reported right away, especially yeah. with Darren Waller. That would have been the biggest story uh, last week. Darren Waller – we would be hearing about this on SportsCenter, NFL Network for the past couple of days. Darren Waller – holding basically he's holding in holding out for more money for a contract we all know he wants it he's going to get it 
I think he's being patient. They're being cautious with him. Because also, here's another thing with his in me personally, with his injury issues, especially with full pads, if you have a chance with him to just take it easy, you know, don't yeah. throw him out there, especially he's going to try to protect himself because he's playing for a contract. He wants more money. So it's, it's you know, just a balancing aspect. And the, the, the story that's going to become monster news in the next 45 hours or so, they're, they're hearing Deshaun Watson's going to start. On Friday, yeah. Around Friday night. And, and, and I've read your tweets. I think we're on the same page there. Um, I think the league, well, I think that the judge who, who gave him a six-game suspension wanted to give him more, but told the league that their bylaws didn't permit it. I, I think it's just an ugly look for the league. I know he sat out last year on leave. Um, and I, 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 to me, this is the worst contract in the history of sports. You're putting a lot of faith in a guy that has a lot of issues. And I know he's got most of those lawsuits settled, but that doesn't change the fact that he's gone through it. He's brought a distraction. He's a, he's a great quarterback. But this is a guy that's going to be the face and leader of your franchise. I mean, how does that how does that play out? Do you think players can just set that aside, and especially if they start winning some games? I think that players are disappointed. Uh, I think everybody was expecting this. I don't think anybody was going to – when they signed him, they signed him for the long term. He's a young guy, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's 25, 26, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, but the thing is, to me, listen, I'm a type of guy, and I've tweeted this out for a while, in my opinion. I think the NFL needs to prioritize this situation more. Um, six games is – I, me personally, I thought it was going to be eight. I thought it was going to be eight. Um, even 12, I thought it was, I personally, for me, I thought it was anywhere between six and 12 games. He got six. Okay. Um, and looking at this is if somebody accuses you, one woman accuses you of something. Okay. You know, see, he's, I, I'm not trying to disrespect women because I definitely will never do that. Yeah. Um, you, you look at, okay. If you – the continuous amounts of civil suits, and they're civil. Now, they're not lawsuits. They're civil suits. So they're looking for compensation, but there's been lawsuits brought on. So he did something. This is a pattern. This isn't just an accusation that has no legs. This is an accusation that has plenty of legs. That's the thing. Um, Deshaun Watson, in my personal opinion, I think he not only embarrassed himself, he uh, – a lot of his, in my opinion, I think his credibility is shot. Uh, yeah. Anything the guy says, you got to, you really have to think twice to see if you could trust him. The fact that the Browns made this trade, I, obviously he was never going to play with the Texans again, and I'm, and obviously I think the Texans made the right move to get rid of him. Personally, yeah. uh, he not only embarrassed them, he he basically quit on them. And I was the type of guy two years ago saying the Texans ruined this guy. You take away his best option in DeAndre Hopkins and trade him away. Uh, I thought that was foolish. Now, when you look at it now, he it was a mutual parting ways, and they gave him a contract. He wasn't happy. Um, but in terms of this, the Browns, I think this is just typical Cleveland fashion. Uh, yeah. They give this guy uh, 200, what is it, $230 million. Something like that. It's insane. It's insane, and the guy's not even going to play. Uh this year, it, it, does he deserve to be suspended a year? Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, what he did was, you know, 
now that he sexual now he's being he's not accused of you know raping a woman we don't know that but uh the nfl i think did the right thing because i'm gonna it's all about protecting the shield that's all they care about that's number one me personally to me um i think they need to prioritize the protect uh abuse of women more because if your players your product these players are making you rich and if they're going out and they're physically assaulting women to me because personally i'm the type of guy i'm strongly against domestic violence strongly against sexual assault to me if i'm the commissioner i hear about this you're you're slapped with the commissioner's exempt list right away I the investigation get it going right away, and unless I find nothing, then I'll take you off. But personally, you're getting banned for a year, and then you're really going to have to convince me that you will never do it again. Because you know a lot of people who do it once. Tiger, I'm the type of guy who tigers don't change their stripes. You do it yeah. once, you're going to definitely do it again. So <clears throat> uh, with this terms of and and forgive me to going on tangents i apologize uh, it's okay tangents are good they're welcomed and, uh, <laughs> uh i think deshaun watson is one of the best quarterbacks in football when he plays and when he's healthy uh i think what he did was completely foolish uh uncalled for unnecessary obviously he made these women feel uncomfortable um and the fact that he did this 30 times in different places yeah. is just um, mind-boggling, and he needs to be suspended a year. We need in the society today. I don't think we prioritize women enough, and I think we need to. Yeah. And the protection of women, especially if players who represent not only these franchises in the NFL but the Shield itself, they make you look bad. And you don't want guys who are assaulting women, beating women. To me, if you're if that's the way you are and you feel like you and you're gonna physically assault an innocent woman, uh, that to me that's just heinous, sickening, and you don't deserve to have the privilege because playing in the NFL is not is a privilege. Not as there's so many great football players that never seen the NFL, and some guys don't appreciate what they have. And to me, uh, like I said, I'm strongly against this. It's I'm. It, it, it really, for forgive me, it pisses me off. It really does. You know, uh, you see what happened with Ray Rice a few years ago. He knocked out his girlfriend in, in the uh, elevator. That was on video, and that's why yeah, he, his career was over because people saw it. It has a bigger effect. Absolutely. I was going to bring that up when you see that. The thing with Watson, he <clears> – look, he's sticking to his guns, Okay. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't, to me, I haven't seen anything where he's shown any remorse for even being in this situation. I could, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But he is holding tight to his story and, and giving you all, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Um, but here's where Goodell is playing it. Again, you said to protect the shield at all costs. Mm-hmm. They bring in this judge. Okay, Goodell stopped being judge and jury a couple of years ago. So they bring in the judge. She hands down six games. Mm-hmm. The smart move by Goodell was, to appeal it. He could have said, well, you know what? That's what they said. Six games. So you got to live with it. Uh, He's appealing it. He has to let the, the, the growing fan base in the NFL is the females. 
Yeah. Right. So he's got to let them know, hey, I'm still he, trying. He oh yeah, he doesn't want to lose the. Uh, he no. worked. They worked really hard to to get a female fan base, and you know, I think personally, they always had that. But if they if they just prioritized this and took this seriously, and there needs to be a precedent set that if you're going to physically assault a woman and you do that in that heinous act, domestic violence or sexual assault. You need to be severely, and I repeat, severely punished. Yeah. Not only by law, law enforcement, but the the National Football League itself. And yes, Roger Goodell, who I'm very critical of, did the right thing to appeal. And he said in his press conference it was the right thing to do. Yeah, it is. It's the right thing to do. And <clears throat> I believe the NFL needs to fight on behalf of these women who were yeah. who are claimed to be sexually assaulted or did not feel comfortable being in the presence of Deshaun Watson and the NFL and Roger Goodell and everybody, Troy Vincent, everybody in the league office needs to stay. And I'm sure, and there are, there are females who work in the NFL offices. So I think the, the higher ups, especially the commissioner of the national football league needs to, I, in my opinion, I think he should do a press conference and say, we stay with the women who were here. We stand with you. We're going to fight for you. And personally, to me, I think that shows great faith. And, you know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. They did it. It's going to take a long process. And this isn't going away. This is this is just no. a Look at what happened with Tom Brady and Deflategate, which I think is complete nonsense. <laughs> I won't get into that that much. But look at how long that took. It took almost yeah, a year right. and a half to set to – completely be done with it. So this is just the beginning, and this is a much, much more serious offense than uh, accusations of deflating footballs. Yeah, I, well, we'll get to the field in a second. With, with the with the deflate gate, I think, you know, he smashed the phone the day they were coming to review it because, of course, that's what you do with all your phones when you get rid of them. I think in that case, two things. One, the cover-up was worse than the crime. But also, I think that was kind of part two of the Spygate, where they said, "Hey, look, you know, the Spygate—they burned the evidence. All that's—it was what it was. A lot of money went back to the NFL from <clears throat> Robert Kraft on those fines. I think that was just part two, where they said, "Okay, now you've been caught doing stuff twice." Because really, at the end of the day, does anybody really think that most NFL quarterbacks don't talk to their equipment guy, and the guy says, "Hey, how do you want your football today?" Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, it, it was just a. Tough, tough situation. Uh, tough two years to deal with that nonsense. Yeah. Uh, it was. I, I agree with you. I do think the NFL saw that as another cheating scandal, and they cracked down. Yeah. Um, I do. You do see now. Look at how the NFL cracked down on the Dolphins for tampering yeah. uh, with them. Tom Brady, and they. They. You want to talk about completely and utterly getting the hammer slammed on you before the season. You just lost a first-round pick. And trust me, from a team that lost the first-round pick twice due to scandals like this, it sucks and it's going to come back and bite you. All right, let's go to the field. All right, I see your Patriots logo in the back. The coordinator situation. Now, you're hearing uh, Mac Jones is struggling. It's not been a good camp for the past. Do we worry about it? I think it's too early to worry no. about that, but – but who's calling the plays? Matt Patricia's on the offensive side of the ball. Is it is Belichick trying to outthink everybody here? And and um well, well, I think well, first off, the offensive coordinator is gonna probably most likely be Matt Patricia. Uh 
and I'll and I'll tell you what I've told people. Matt Patricia has experience calling plays. Yes, it's on the defensive side of the ball, but he was a head coach with the Lions. So as a head coach, you have to know offense and defense. So another thing with this with Matt Patricia is he also, as a defensive-minded coach now coaching offense, he's now showing the offense how to beat the defense because he's been there. So, and Matt Patricia, people don't understand this. He's a very intelligent man. The guy could be a rocket scientist. That's what they say. Um, RBI yeah. graduate, uh, about seven miles away from, not even seven miles, seven, 12-minute ride for me. I cover their uh, Division One hockey team. So I know Matt Patricia well. Yeah, RPI is a, a very accredited engineering school. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I Personally, I do think Bill Belichick is going to get, if things aren't going well in the game, don't be surprised if Bill takes the call sheet and starts calling plays. Bill Belichick and Mike Tannenbaum, who the Jet, former Jets uh, general manager, he said it on first take ESPN all week. He said, listen, Bill Parcells back in the day had to call plays at some point, and they went to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying the Patriots will go to the Super Bowl. I'm hoping they can. But I'm not panicking at all. I've tweeted, I tweeted a while ago that everyone needs to relax about these struggles. Patriots are doing a new system. They're doing that zone run system like the Rams and the 49ers do. Uh, they're trying to be more spread out, um, play faster because the Patriots just had no speed last year. Uh, it was just a aging veterans who had no speed, especially on defense. They added a lot of speed. That's what uh, the emphasis was to just play faster and consistent. Uh, Mac is a second-year guy. Uh, yep. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's a national. Uh, he won national championship at Alabama, so he was coached by the greatest college coach in football, college football history. So he's coachable. He'll learn. I'm not worried about it. Yep. Um, this is preseason for crying out loud. Tomorrow's going to be a big test. I don't know how much. I don't think he's playing. Uh, if he does, maybe a series. If not at all, um, see what happens. But. Uh, I think Patriots fans need just need to just take a deep breath and relax. It is August. It is not September 11th yet for yep. week one in Miami. So the panic button does not need to get pressed. Just, just shake your head, go, oh, they had a struggle the past few days, shake it off, and just move on. Yeah, you got some of these young guys getting in the middle of stuff. Josh Allen and Mac Jones, a little scrap on the field with the offense versus yeah. defense. and. And they're getting nose in there. I kind of like that for young guys uh, showing some leadership. Just get get out of there quickly before before it really gets crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, I love Mac Jones. I think he's perfect. Uh, the fact that he fell to the Patriots last year in the draft, I love it. I think he this is the perfect landing spot for him. This is where he wanted to be. His leadership has always been there at Alabama. And the thing is, too, if you go around, anybody who plays with Mac Jones, they say he he is – they love his personality. Yeah, he's goofy, but then they say he's an assassin. Like he's real. He when he focuses, he focuses, and um, everybody loves him. And you know, he this year he is in a leadership role. He's in the second year. This is his team now. And look, he's been confident at the press uh, after practice talking to the media. He knows it's his team now. He knows he. Uh, the one thing that I take is this off season. He really wanted to work on his physical um 
appearance. He really wanted to, you know, lose some weight, focus on his training, his uh, <clears throat> his ability, his arm strength, which is drastically improved. Um, but the one thing that stood out to me is that he, this offseason, flew to multiple places, California, Florida, all over the state, the country, to throw at his receivers and not just the – not just try – when they traded for Devontae Parker, working extensively to get him caught up, and in camp you're seeing that can that chemistry on display every day. But he did this with practice squad receivers. He did this with guys they just signed. That that to me, in a second year guy, this is a guy who who wants he wants it. He wants every receiver he plays with to not think they're not getting the ball. He wants he wants to have chemistry. Like, uh, for example, like Derek Carr is going to have with Devontae Adams, with everybody. Yeah. He That's what he wants. He wants to be – he wants I, – I, I'm at a loss for words sometimes with yeah, him. I hear you. He is I, – I love what I see, and, you know, I'm excited for him this year. I'm going to say about three, four months ago, I tweeted that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be the starter in Cleveland this year. Mm-hmm. Bit too easy. Where, where's Jimmy G going to go? It's not San Francisco. They've made their commitment. Yeah. Um, no, it, it was never. His days in San Francisco were numbered when they traded for when they traded in up in the 2021 draft and drafted Trey Lance. He knew yep. he was playing on borrowed time, especially yep. with his injury history. Um, and a lot of teams didn't trade for him because of his uh, his contract, but. This guy, look, he he's proven he could play in this league if he stays healthy. He took a team to a Super Bowl. Yep. Oh, almost got there again last year. Yep. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, you know, if he didn't overthrow uh, Emmanuel Sanders, they win yeah. that Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And I'm going to be totally honest with you, I don't know if they draft Trey Lance if they win that Super Bowl. That that Super Bowl does a lot of things. So, uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo, where does he go? To me, I think the best fit is Seattle. But I don't see that happening because why? There, here's what I'm. Gonna, I was on a podcast yesterday, and I was asked this exact same question. Now I'm going to tell you what I what I personally think. This is not what I'm hearing. This is what I think. Uh, I think he's going to get released because nobody's going to yep. trade for that contract, and I don't think he signs right away. I think he when a, if a quarterback gets an injury, that's when he's going to sign. I think it's going to be midseason. I'll give you an example. Uh, a team, your quarterback goes down. You need somebody who's ready, who's in the sit, who could come in ready. I think yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he signs right away, and I could be wrong. But personally, I my prediction is Jimmy Garoppolo signs midseason due to a quarterback injury, and that's where he plays. It could be. I think it's a good quarterback. There's times I watch him play. Like there, he had a. a <clears throat> During the NFC title game last year, the Ram defense, I don't know if they just rattled him or took away his confidence, but he looked like a guy who had never played the position for a while. And I think that's just part of the inconsistency. Overall, I think he's a good quarterback. You could win with him. I mean, he's look what he's done two of the last three years. Um, but, yeah, Seattle doesn't make sense. I can't figure out what they're doing, Geno Smith and Drew Locke, that they're actually serious about going into a season with those two. Um, yeah, I think you're right about Garoppolo. I mean – Colin Cowherd was talking about him the other day, and he predicted him going to New York um, with the Giants. With Jones, yeah, with the Giants. I, uh, you know what? A lot of um, people say that it does. 
it, it makes sense. I mean, especially with the inconsistent play of Daniel Jones. Um, honestly, you know what? They have Tyrod Taylor on the uh, yeah. roster, so I, I don't. If they didn't have Tyrod Taylor and they had uh, just uh, some backup we've never heard the name of, I think that that would make a lot of sense. Like I said, I think if Daniel Jones gets hurt and Tyrod Taylor has to come in and they need to sign somebody, I think they could sign Jimmy Garoppolo in midseason. I, yeah. The Giants right now, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Who around the league? Are there any young guys or anybody coming off injury you expect to have a big impact to take that next step from good to great or great to elite um, this year? That's a uh, that's a really really uh, <clears throat> that's a great question. Uh, I think that you know who I think is going to really uh, surprise people this year. Yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to go off. I think uh, you couldn't be in a worse spot than he was last year. Oh yeah, no, he he you know, was just a he was Urban Meyer and and the Jaguars set him up to fail. He was thrown to the wolves. He had yeah. nothing. Uh, he did have DJ Chark, but other than that, he had nothing, and I repeat, nothing to work with. This year, they get him Christian Kirk. They go out and get him multiple weapons. Uh, the defense has some players on there. He'll be much more equipped yeah. this year. So when Travis at the end back too. He missed oh, a whole year with that injury, and yeah, buddies from Clemson. His but and look, a buddy from college, so they know each other. There's chemistry, and Travis Etienne can not only run the ball effectively, he could catch out of the backfield and be a, a force. So he's going to rely on him a lot. I think he's going to be somebody to watch out for. I think Jamar Chase is going to literally every year 100 plus catches, 15, 1600 yards, and double digit touchdowns. I think this guy is an absolute stud. You saw it last year. Uh, he's uncoverable. He's that good. Um, other players, let's see. I will tell you this. Know who I th- after what I saw in the preseason game, uh, number one, the first overall pick in this year's draft, Trayvon Walker. He looked you better, good. You better keep an eye out for that boy because that guy uh, gets in the backfield quite a bit. He had a very good first game. He wasn't facing Colton Miller, but he was still – he was still getting in. And he was getting in there. He's gonna get, and he's gonna have, and he's young, so he's just gonna grow and get better. But um, yeah, he wasn't facing the first O line of the Raiders, but when he faces double teams, he's gonna be double teamed a lot, and that's gonna open up opportunities for other guys uh, like Josh Allen, the pass rushing Josh Allen, I might add, <laughs> um, of the Jaguars. So it opens up a lot of things. So. Uh, those are some guys I really look at. I, and uh, to to be a homer, I think Mac Jones, you saw what he could do last year, I think he'll elevate this yeah. year. I'm going to give you three projected busts, and okay. I'll tell you why. I'll go okay. through all three. I'll tell you why, and tell me what you think. Number one, Matt Ryan Indy. The last time I watched that guy play, I'm 18 years older than him, I think, and I can throw a ball farther than him. He, he just he didn't show it. Number two. Everyone's on the Denver bandwagon. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is still a very good quarterback. His best days were eight, nine years ago. They already lost Tim Patrick for the year. 
I think Russell Wilson is not going to have the big impact that a lot of people think he's going to bring to Denver. Now, you can go ahead and tell me that I'm a biased Raider fan and I'll never say anything good about Denver, and guess what? You'll be right. (laughs) Um, But uh, so you can hold me to that. What's that? I like the honesty, though. I'm honest. I hate them. Um, And also Trey Lance, and here's my problem with Trey Lance. He got very few reps in college. He That's just true. hasn't played a lot. And you, you look at guys to play the quarterback position, you need reps. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys, it's probably changed the last couple of years because you get to a little more, the NFL game has gone a little bit toward the college with the, the read options yeah. mm-hmm. and everything. But there was a time, you know, Mark Sanchez, when he came out of USC to New York, the knock on was he just didn't play enough games. And his career, I think, was, was a, a result of that. Lance has just not played him when he did. He was at the one double A level. I'm very skeptical. Obviously, the Niners love him. They traded three number one picks to get him, and they're letting Garoppolo go and giving him the keys to the car. I think he's going to really struggle this year. Any thoughts on those three? Well, with Matt Ryan and Indy, uh, I think it's a massive upgrade from Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan, yes, his days, his best days, are they behind him? Absolutely. I do think they're going to be better with him, uh, especially with the weapons they have with Michael Pittman, who I absolutely love. I think he's yeah. going to be a guy. You want to talk about another guy who I think is going to elevate? That's the this year with Michael Pittman. Uh, Jonathan Taylor being a guy who could help you out, definitely they're going to be fine. So, And they have a very good defense, especially adding Stephon Gilmore to that defense. That was huge for them. Um, with the Broncos, I'm going to disagree with you on this. And here's what I'll tell you. I think Russell Wilson can still play effectively. He's a dual threat. You still got to figure out a way he extends the play. He's got a fantastic arm. Uh, yeah, they lost Tim Patrick, but they still have Cortland Sutton healthy. Jerry Judy, who I'm very, very high on. Um, they still have two great backs in Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon Mm -hmm. catch the ball out of the backfield better than all than some receivers can. That's how good and uh, as a dual threat and versatile he is. So I think that they're going to be fine with him. I think the Broncos, their defense is still very good. Um, I do think that they're going to be a much better team with Russell Wilson at quarterback than they ever were with Drew Locke. And in terms of the third one with Trey Lance, I agree with you. You know, he doesn't have a lot of reps at quarterback position. You yeah. do need reps. He did see some – time last year this is going to be different because he's playing every snap he's going to be in every game um for him you know it's been shaky at camp and like you said you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's training camp and listen when you bring back Debo Samuel you have George Kittle you have Brandon Ayuk who's his favorite target in camp I might add and their running backs are very very good so Um, when you got those guys, I think they're going to really elevate Trey Lance's game. They're going to make it a lot easier for him, especially I think George Kittle is going to be relied on more than he ever has this year, especially on third downs. I think you got to watch for him. Trey Lance is a guy who's got a, 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 you know, a gifted throwing arm. We all know that, Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I think there's going to be some growing pains, uh, excuse me, growing pains. I do. Uh, we'll see what happens. I do think Debo Samuel is going to have an effective year again. Brandon Ayuk, I, th- I I love Ayuk. I really do. I think he he does so much and doesn't get enough credit. And we all know how good George Kittle is. So out of those three, 
which I might say fantastic, I might add. Up <laughs> with that. I just don't agree with you with Russell Wilson. And I, and I like I said, I love your honesty. You hate the Broncos. Listen, I hate the Jets. So <laughs> I hate the Jets. I hate the Bills and I hate the Dolphins. And I'm very honest with that too. So I'm not saying but, too many good things about Mahomes. By the way, I think Casey's gonna really miss Tyreek Hill. Oh, of course. How could they're they gonna not? Miss him. Uh they're gonna miss him. They're gonna, of course, and Tyreek Hill did so much for them. And you know, look at what they did. They lost Tyreek Hill. They added they added three guys. They added Juju, they added Marquez Valdez Gandling, and this kid Sky Moore. Sky Moore, keep an eye on him. I really like him. Really good. And he went to the perfect spot to show what he could do on that offense. Um, I do I will say in terms of Kansas City, I do think that um, you know, Travis Kelsey's still gonna ball out as he always does. I think Juju is going to surprise a lot of people this year. You know, we've seen his production ever since he became a number one receiver in Pittsburgh when Antonio Brown left with his nonsense that he was doing in Pittsburgh. Just, I, I feel like it was forever ago that he was on Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's how long it was. It was. So um, I think he's going to – in camp he looks great. Yeah. Juju, he's a gifted receiver. If he buys in instead of working on TikTok, which he's bought in here, the Chiefs wanted him for the past two years. They yeah. finally got him. We'll see what happens. Um, so I, they're going to miss Tyree Kill, but their offense will be just fine because, of course, they have Patty Mahomes at the helm of the quarterback. Yeah. Hey, uh, aspiring NFL insider. I mean, what's what's that like? I love following you on Twitter. I mean, you're you're my main source. You seem to oh, be the. You. I pick up a lot of news right from you. Um, what's what's that like? Trying to kind of get deeper into that industry to grind it's uh I'm sure it is you no know, it's it's not easy it's not you know you got to source and getting sources you got to create relationships and in this business it's not what you know it's who you know so yeah. you know anybody who asks me because i get this all the time you know i love what you do like what do you what advice my advice is right you know it, whatever you see if you see something on at during a game you're at a game, um, you go to a training camp, you go to a practice, write. If you don't have a write, create a blog and just write it out and, and yeah. get it out there as much as you can. We live in a uh, world now where sort, you know, throwing and putting your content out on your social media is going to help you grow more than anything. So yeah. uh, I'm going to say write, write, <clears throat> and write some more. So that's the way it is. Um but you know, I mean, the source thing is big. I've I've been writing for my newspaper for 16, 17 years now. And mm -hmm. yeah, somebody will call me like, hey, I need this. Do, do you have somebody? Yeah, yeah. Let me make a few phone calls. I'll get back to you. Um, because information is everything. Yeah, it and that's what it is. And and trying to create relationships which become sources, that's the way it happens. So, you know, you always when you do this, you know. Always confirm with it. Don't just get trigger happy to tweet something. Yeah. To try to get the clickbait and get the likes up to five, ten thousand. To me, I could care less about that. You know, I'd rather if I'm not the first guy to do it, I want to get out the factual things and what's going on and everything. And always give credit. If you're and here's another yeah. thing. This is very, very important. Um, if you don't break the story, don't be tweeting things saying, acting like you did it. You know, uh, I always put in parentheses after a tweet, if I didn't do it, I'll put like Adam Schefter Rappaport first. Yeah. That's what yeah. I always do. It's always giving credit where credit's due. And yeah, 
Um, hey, that's know, professionalism and, and class as far yeah, as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, and I pride myself on being professional, being classy. And look, there's going to be people who are going to go after you. And I've had many people – listen, I got – I don't really like talking about this, but uh, um, I had – I'm not going to say his name because I don't – it's – but there was somebody who, who worked for – uh, ESPN who called me a fraud because after uh, the Giants signed Joe Shane and Brian Dayball, I was the first on that story. I had a and I had sources within the Giants organization that I had. I'm not going to give a lot away, but uh, I they told me that and I tweeted it out first and yep. yeah and yep. somebody said something to him and he said that uh, I'm a fraud and everything saw it. Just, you know, it, 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 I'm, I am somebody who I take things with a grain of salt. You know, I let my work do the talking. I don't need to go back at people and just go like that. I just ignore it. Um, I take that as a sign of respect. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, and that person also deleted that tweet after he got a bunch of backlash and apologized to me. That's awesome. um, I, 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 uh, I think I remember watching that sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Twitter. yeah. I'm sure you did. Yeah, it yeah. was it was out there. It was uh and ever I thought it was, some people were like, "Oh, I love seeing two insiders get into it." I'm like, "I'm not getting into anything." I was yeah. laying in bed. I was about to go to sleep <laughs> and my phone's my phone's blowing up and my I'm just like, "Really? I am tired. I want to go to bed." So, the only thing I did was I post I tweeted out I said something don't warrant a response. I let my work do the talk yeah. and then I posted it just to, just to shut people up. I uh, put a picture of Rocky saying it's not, it, it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. And people just ate that up. And I'm just like, hey. Oh God, it's, it was, <laughs> it was just to uh, make a few people laugh. It meant nothing. And, you know, some people might, and if you make a mistake, just own up to it. I've made mistakes. I have. And you know what? I, I think they make you grow. There's a lot of – and you make one – in this business, don't make consistent mistakes. Be smart. Yeah. And credibility is everything, and that's what I pride myself on is, you know, being credible and just being myself. I'm a guy who – I'm a very caring person. I'm somebody who – you know is I, if I don't know you, I, if you want to talk to me, I'm, I'll talk to anybody. So anybody who asks me for advice, I'll be there and give you the most honest advice I possibly can. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you, I don't know, but I'll tell you this. I'll work hard to get you that answer and figure it out. That's uh, the way I am. But in terms of being an insider, you know, like being hired by a ESPN or NFL network, it's going to take a lot of hard work and that's still a goal of mine. And I'm good. I'm 30 years old and I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. So I'm going to keep doing what I got to do and um, just keep grinding. That's all it is. You know, this is football season. Now, anybody who listens to this is just, you know, if you want to do this, just write, write what you see, observe, be extremely observant. You know, you go somewhere like another thing that is, um, very important is at training camps or if you're getting autographs and stuff just try talking to to the players because i uh when i lived in new jersey because i'm from new jersey um and i went to jets training camp that's when in 2019 they had um 
Greg Williams as their defensive coordinator. And Greg Williams came over to me and signed my friend at the Times football. And I asked him on camera, I'm like, how do you like the transition over to the Jets? And he gave me a great answer. Yeah. And just having conversations, being personable. That's how you gain – you network, you gain sources. Because people – there's times where people will come to you for stuff. Oh, hey. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. oh hey, just, just letting you know, keep it discreet. But, oh, for example, so-and-so is, is not happy with his contract. He's thinking of holding out. So, yeah. you know, it's just – be yourself, you know, don't try to be somebody you're not just work hard, you know, grind. It's, it's not easy. And some days there might not be anything. Just keep doing what you're doing, push out content and do what you gotta do. That's awesome. Yeah. You'll, you'll get there. I have full confidence. Uh, you're a great follow on Twitter. Um, Hey, before we get to your Twitter handle real quick, I know it's too early, uh, but I'm going to put you on the spot now anyway. Super Bowl pick as of right now, before the preseason games have really started. What uh, do you, got? you want me to give my winner or you want me to give the game? Give me the game. Give me the game. And, and All right. you know. I want to say Patriots-Rams again, but uh, realistically, I'm going to go with um, – you know what? I am going to tell you this. I think the Chargers make the uh, AFC Championship game. I'll tell yeah. you that. I really love, I love what they've done. Their defense is stacked. Secondary is loaded. Their pass rush is loaded. Their linebackers are shaky, but they'll get by. Um, their offense is completely stacked. I'll Got tell you what, their, their seven fans would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> fan base there is just crazy. But for me in the NFC, it, it's the Rams. Until they get dethroned, it's – to me, the NFC Championship game this year is the Rams and Bucks. That's what it is. It's going to be, and I was at that game last year, the Rams Bucks game, one of the greatest games I've ever yeah. been. So, uh, I think it's going to be charged. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to go with a battle, the Battle of LA. I'm going to go okay. with the Rams and the Chargers, and the Rams win the game 30 27. Okay. I'm going to pick LA. LA. I'm going to take Vegas because uh, I'm a homer. And Tampa because they have nobody in their division that can come close to them, and they'll oh, lose yeah. into the playoffs and uh, and all that good stuff. So, hey, Bobby, I got to let you go, buddy. I really appreciate having you. Hey, how can people follow you on Twitter? So you can follow me on Twitter at btoms81. Um, that's where you can find all my stuff. I'm starting a podcast soon. Uh, week one is three weeks away, so I'll have it up before awesome. then. Have a lot of things going. Uh, into fruition so that's where you can catch a lot of majority of my stuff is on my twitter at btoms81 cool all right <clears throat> i will look forward to following you hope everybody else does and thanks again for uh jumping on tonight absolutely man a pleasure anytime yeah. you know that anytime message me i know uh i do apologize that uh we got a little side i didn't answer I, it's been all really right. hectic but you know anytime you need me on i got you man no problem Okay, buddy. Enjoy your yep. evening. You too. Right. Take care. Bye now. Always great having Bobby Thompson on our show. Hey, we're going to go real quick into my world. <clears throat> Two things. One, uh, Derek Carr, obviously, because he's awesome. Um, Bruins, we finally get Bergeron and Krejci and team-friendly deals. <clears throat> I think I have to give Don Sweeney a little credit, so I will. Well done, Don. You're not done building yet. Let's go. It's all in for 
<clears throat> one more year. Uh, we're going to get into some Huskers in the next week or two with uh, the season openers about two weeks away. The Raiders, the biggest thing coming out of the uh, Hall of Fame game, and I think it's just people in the media got nothing better to talk about, was saying that Josh Jacobs, they must be trying to trade him because he saw a lot of reps during the game or seven reps. I think he had seven touches. Um, that's insane. They're not getting rid of him. Uh, Josh McDaniels came out and explained that away. Um, he likes his running backs to, to simulate, have real life carries in the preseason. You can't simulate some things in practice and tackling is one of them. So Josh Jacobs isn't going anywhere. I think he's going to have a huge year. I think he's motivated by his fifth year option got declined. And uh, whether it's going to be in Vegas for, for the 23 season or somewhere else, I think you're going to get the best of Josh Jacobs who turned his season around late last year at home against Denver. He had a couple fumbles early in the game, went in halftime, it came out a different person. He ran angry, and he kept it going the rest of the season and into the playoffs. So Jacobs isn't going anywhere, and uh, let's hope Bobby's right. Uh, Darren Waller will be back on the uh, on the field and on the practice field very, very soon. Okay, folks, that said, I have a very special fantasy football uh, base show next Monday. You know, so we'll have it out here at Godzilla Media and YouTube, Apple and Spotify, probably – Monday afternoon's my guess. So on that note, we will talk to you all then. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy the first weekend of preseason NFL football. I mean, none of your favorite players on your favorite teams get hurt unless they play in Denver, Kansas City, and Chargers. Have a wonderful week.